Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I think one of my biggest pet peeves is watching people let their time escape from them and like they stress so much about it and they say they want it and yet they like give it away like it's water and it's literally their most valuable resource because we all have limited time we all have this limited amount we can give this limited amount of energy that we like can contain in a day and yet it's the thing that I see more people giving away freely all the time and we have three giant time wasters today that I want to specifically talk about that are really holding service providers back from working less in their business because it is possible to work less and it is possible to make more while I working think we have less. Some stats we can but share on that too. Be- <laughs> oh, for sure. People are thinking I, about I re- is, is if they're not busy, they're doing it wrong. And that's the opposite of right. True. It is the opposite of true. Think about the last time you were really busy in the way that like you felt frazzled, you felt disconnected, you felt like you were running from one thing to the next. And then by the time you got home or done for the day, you sit down for five minutes and you're like, Mm -hmm. what the heck just happened? I think that happens to people more often than they're willing to admit. And when it does happen, they just think the only way to get through it is to well, keep yeah. doing it. Well, yeah, and that. we had many conversations with some close friends of ours today about this concept, and so I, I do really want to touch on it. And because I, I also think like it's like all or nothing, right? We think that once we perfect the whole time balance and getting my time back and finding time and creating time, that you'll never be frazzled again and you'll never have to reevaluate this. At least for me, when I finally accepted this is this season or this phase or this iteration of my boundaries and my workflows and my automations and my everything, that's what it looks like now to give me the time that I need now, knowing that if something changes personally or professionally, I'm probably going to have to reevaluate those to reconfigure the existing puzzle pieces I have because the amount of puzzle pieces don't change, right? It's just like the space around them. And so I think if we can kind of let ourselves go that you don't have to have the perfect solution today and that it is going to evolve and it should evolve, all of a sudden it takes the pressure off of like the whole system having to be perfect. Yeah. 
Well, before we get into what the three biggest time wasters are, I want to invite you to an upcoming training that we have that's really, really meant for you. If you feel like you're tapped out on time, if you're like, "Eh, the only way for me to grow is to spend more time, or you just don't have enough of it, or you feel like time is the resources that's just like, dripping on the other side and you can't seem to get a handle on it, I want to invite you to this private training. You have to apply to join us. It is a private training. So only the people who are accepted will be able to attend. But we are talking about all about how to double your income while working less than 20 hours per week. And Emily and I are like, seriously, I'm just going to hype us up for a second because I have always Mm -hmm. called myself lovingly a lazy CEO, a lazy business owner, a lazy entrepreneur is because I don't want to fucking work all the time and I want to make a shit ton of money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying that you don't have to figure out the system that's going to work for you or that like you need to maybe say no to some things that feel sexy, but don't align with the goals that you actually say that you want. There's going to be some like gut checks that are going to pop up for you, but it's a thing. It's a thing. It's very possible. And it definitely has seasonality to it. There will there be times when you work more than this? Yeah, totally. But you can work towards this and then you can reevaluate over time and come back back to. to. I think that's the key. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So if you want to apply, if you want to come to this training, you need to go to bossproject.com slash incubator. That's bossproject.com slash I-N-C-U-B-A-T-O-R. Incubator. Like what? Incubator. Eggs in to make like, them chickens. Like that. Exactly. Same, same, same thing. Same thing. If you're a service provider same who thing. wants to make more and work less, ultimately at the end of the day, that's that's the hype, right? Then go apply. Yeah, go apply. For real. Okay. Let's get into the time wasters. This is, I think the first one is probably uh-huh. the most common one. And we're like, I could have a three hour conversation about all the ways that you could fix this thing that you could, where you could do this thing. We're not going to do that because that would take forever. But I think that the belief anyways, that people have to let go of, and this is some, maybe a harsh one. You're not that good at all the things you're doing. No, you're not. You're not that good at all the things you're doing. And you keep doing all the things manually and repetitively. And really, you keep convincing yourself it's because, well, it needs to be special for this or it needs to be customized for this. I'm not saying you can't have a custom experience. I'm not Quite saying the opposite, you can't actually. make things right. And not that you can't identify ways to make things personalized. All of that is totally possible. And you can still probably automate or at least create a system around or a workflow around. I'm talking about every category about what you should be doing today and how it's done. Communications, client, delivery of your offer, lead generation, referrals, accepting payments, billing, like literally everything you could think, growth, everything you could think of can be done in a system that is either 100% automated or what our happy sauce is a hybrid of manual and automation, but still templatized automations. Yes. And the cool part is once you get really good at this, you're going to start doing it in every aspect of your life, not just your business. Because I think that's the key here. 
we're still humans. And most of us are women or female identifying. And guys, you take on so much for literally everyone in your life that like, while you can say, I really want to focus on my business, you have so much other shit. You have to worry about where the groceries are coming from, how the laundry is getting done, how people are getting carted from point A to point B, what's coming up, what freaking <clears throat> snacks your kid needs to bring to school in two weeks. And all of that is taking away your mental energy. You have decision fatigue, like it's nobody's business because so much of what you're doing is storing that information in your brain. What this really is all about, and we're going to expand so much more on this in our training, is you have to stop keeping it up there. You have to stop keeping it in your head. We have to get it out because this is the only way you can either let a system do it or you can have something that reminds you so that you're not constantly thinking about the 17 more steps you need to be taking today. Or it's how you ultimately train and delegate. Because if you don't know what the process is, letting it go in any form or fashion is nearly impossible. Well, and I'll just tell you, this is the thing I feel like we get the most pushback on from our clients and our students who are saying, well, I don't have time to make time. And I'm just like, right. okay, if then that's true. If you continue to say that, then that will be your reality. So when you're ready to change that, and like actually get guidance on how to start to implement automated workflows and hybrid systems within your business, that's where we can help you. But you've got to have your headspace in the fact that you don't have to have your finger on every single thing in your business. In fact, you shouldn't. And if you actually want it to grow in the way that you say, I'm not saying you have to let go of things. I'm saying you just don't need the person doing to be the person doing all of the things yourself, whether that's a team member or a system or literally like the way that we actually set up our projects and our actual business. Yeah, because you may actually be able to keep a lot of the things. I think that's the the myth because I think people are like, oh, well, you have to give it all away. You have to delegate all of it. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, you can keep whatever part of the business you want in your hands, but you have to have a system around it because the problem is not only are you trying to accomplish the things, but you're thinking and holding space for so many other things that should not be your focus Mm -hmm, in this exact mm -hmm. moment. And it is a giant giant distraction. I should have asked you to find this stat before we hit record, but I don't know if you were able to. So we started really building out hybrid automated manual systems this year, way more intentionally. Like we've always had them and utilized them in our business, but because of our team, our team was growing, departments were becoming more clear, tasks were becoming more clear, whatever. Abby spent a ton of time really digging into honestly, what we teach you guys now. And it's so good. And I'd be interested to see what our growth was when we took time to stop working, to create these systems, to spend, y'all, I can't tell you how many hours we've hopped on a Zoom to map out these things that feel like the opposite of what we should be spending our time on. But the growth on the other side of that is Oh, no, it's crazy. Okay, so just and I do know these things because Mm -hmm. it's literally my job. So in the last 90 days, we've grown our MRR. So our monthly reoccurring revenue, we've grown our MRR 
by 25%. We brought on and trained four people, three of which are full-time, and we have made a massive shift in the systems behind our business. I'm not saying we didn't have systems before, like Emily's saying. We had systems before, but the systems required for the staff mm-hmm. we were growing and had to be I different. And that's what I mean at the beginning of this call where I said there's different phases and iterations and seasons of what you need to be implementing in right. order to thrive instead of just function. And there's so many of us out there who – are sitting here saying, okay, I I did the things that I said I was going to do. Like I quit my job. I get paid to do what I love. I get to serve so many amazing people. I don't have a problem landing clients. And yet every single day, everything feels like an emergency. And yet Uh the time freedom of why we even started this whole thing, we're still having to say no to stuff. We're in the back of our head and be like, would be nice to say yes to that. Literally can't. Right. Because here's the thing. Now, this this may sound mind-boggling to you, but part of it is because we've gotten so specific so that people don't have to think about what yeah. they need to do next. And I think that's the big thing. Not just us, but mm-hmm. people on our team. So in the last 30 days, our team has completed 24,000 mm-hmm. tasks. A team of seven people? Seven people have completed 24,000 tasks in 30 days, which sounds ridiculous, but it's because all of those tasks should take anywhere from five Mm -hmm. to 15 minutes. And there are bigger projects. Absolutely. There are absolutely bigger projects. In the last 30 days, we've only completed 64 projects, but those were comprised of 24,000 tasks for our team, which sound like literally, how is that even a thing? But it's because we have gotten really micro and it has allowed us to completely give up that Mm -hmm. space in your brain thinking about what's next. I'm not saying all of you need to go that balls to the wall that quickly. That's not what I'm saying. I'm literally just saying like, is there a version in which you can not think about what emails you need right. to write tomorrow or, or like the fact that you're behind or, on social media or client reach out or sending invoices or right like right it's all of the things there's so many things in your business that are actually really repetitive and you make them out to be this like one time thing like i can't even explain to you how many times i've heard people like oh my god i almost forgot to pay the credit card i'm like girl The thing happens every month and it takes you 20 seconds to pay. So like, why is that not a repetitive task? I'm not really sure I understand, but it's okay. I get it. There was a day in which Emily and I did everything manually to the point like it was excruciating. Like I was, (laughs) it's just even funny to say out loud, but I was literally making a new package for every single client, which meant I was creating a new customized proposal for every single client manually in Mm -hmm. InDesign, which if anyone knows anything about InDesign, that takes ages just to open. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, and then I was sending it and then I was like collecting checks checks? by mail, checks by mail. And then I had to collect signatures in person and then we had to do the project, but we checked email. I would say, at least oh my god, times I a remember day. when we finally set boundaries around that because again, it felt like we couldn't step away. It felt like everything was an emergency. But when you have mult, when you are the head of multiple departments of your business, because that's just 
the route of a small business owner, that's that's not a bad thing. That's literally why we start businesses. But there's a way to manage that. Right. There's a way to to still organize right. that. There's a way to still run it smoothly. Yeah. So I don't want you no. to feel guilty about where you started because all of us, all of us started where everything about every part of our lives was manual. Every bit of it. But like over time, it gets kind of addictive, like exciting, mm-hmm. addictive. Like I spent four hours the other weekend automating our lights in our house, which <laughs> sounds really goofy. But like when you get to the point where everything else is just like on a system, like why would you not have right. the lights auto dim before bed to so you can sleep better? Like those are like the exciting, fun, goofy, weird shit you can spend time on because you don't you're not thinking about yeah. 75 other well, things. Then it is easier to truly delegate properly and hire. I know so many of you, you know, hustled your faces off to get your service business to be where you want it to be. And you've decided, yes. okay, right. I don't want to stay here anymore. I do want to grow. I do want to scale. I do want to offer more or work less, but I need a team. But the thought of like bringing someone into a messy system or a non-existent system is, oh, is very stressful. We've done that before and it's not effective, but oh. I'm telling you yeah. when you bring a team on, when there are automation set in place and workflows and your time is freed up, it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. No. And will there be a learning curve? Will there be time yeah. for training? That's All like that. literally yeah, the sure. point of onboarding. Like, right. But it's like, to get to the point. I think that's the thing is like, we're so focused on the initial pain, I guess. You guys are complaining about the wrong thing. Cause like I did this too. So like past myself is this person too, right? Oh, I don't want to grow because then I have to train. I have to onboard and that's just so messy, whatever. Okay. Well then you're, then don't hire. Like if you don't want to onboard and train, then don't hire. But that's literally an effect of hiring. And so don't complain about the thing that you actually have to do in order to make that decision. You can complain about how hard it is, how messy it is, what you need put in place in order to make that better. But it's not the onboarding and the training that's the problem. No, there is a messy middle. There's a messy middle to every transition. And that's okay. But like you will get through it and it is a season. And the cool part is there's an end. There's an end. And just like everything else you did ever in your life, we were trained to like go to school. And how often did you come home from school and complain to your parents about the freaking homework you had to do? And then they made you sit down and do it. And then you're like, oh, that really wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. But I like put it off for 45 Mm -hmm. weeks. And now I have this like giant end of year project due. I mean, you did it all the time. I'm, I'm just going to assume the majority of you are procrastinators. I was it's like what we we're saying the other day. I thrive under pressure. <laughs> Bitch, no, you don't. That's a lie we tell ourselves. No, you don't. And why would you want to live like that anyways? Well, and I think there's this, this might be worth <laughs> going to therapy for you if this feels true, but like there's a myth that like the pain of the thing is as bad as you've made it out to be. Like most of the time, the pain we're feeling is the anticipatory pain, but the actual pain, you're like, oh, like the dreading to see a relative at Christmas. You're like, oh my God. Like you complain to your friend and you call your mom about it. And you like, like, you feel this energy and then you, and then you go and you're like, I mean, saying no pain, no gain. I'm going to say no pain, all the gain. That's what I want for you. All the gain, all the gain. Okay. But I think you're getting our point. It is worth it 
you probably just need to spend a little less time complaining, a little more time implementing. Mm -hmm. Maybe. But don't feel like you have to do that alone. I feel like there's this myth that you're going to have to figure it all out. You're going to have to do it all yourself. It's going to be totally on you. No. Come to the training. That's literally (laughs) what this is for. So apply for your invitation to our private training. We're going to teach you how to stop doing everything manually. Bossproject.com slash incubator. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Okay, our next kind of set of time wasters is maybe my favorite because I'm really good at this, but I know a lot of people aren't. It's true. Emily's mm-hmm. much better at it. Which is fine. Again, Still. like nothing to feel guilty about. And there's also just like ways of which that people work differently. And that's 
literally fine. Yeah. But the main issue is not not necessarily not setting clear boundaries because that's what we wrote down, like not not having the clear boundaries with your clients, with your team, with yourself, whatever. But I want you, the first phase of this is just to understand what your boundaries are first. Yeah. You have to understand what they are, make them clear and communicate them to the people that need to know what they are. And then you have to actually make them true, which is like holding well, they, up like, to them. Which the things I think in your business some- have to be set up in alignment with your boundaries. Right. So they actually get right. done. So they don't get ignored. So you don't feel burnt out. So you don't resent opening Slack or your inbox or your project management system or Dubsado or whatever it might be. The reason why we resent those things is because we haven't set up boundaries and systems around those things. Again, mm-hmm. like everything I complained about, like the first three years of being a business are just parts of being in business. You can't just get rid of them because you want to, but you can establish a better system around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Emily's unhealthy way to, to solve problems early Get it on. out of my life. You're dead to me. Ignore it. Like, <laughs> you're dead. The system's dead. The thing I had to do, mm-hmm. I'm just not doing mm-hmm. it anymore, which is not usually no. the healthiest way to approach this. But instead of always bending your boundaries or not setting them in the first place because you're just like, I just got to do it. Let's just think about what do we want? Because I think this is what it comes down to. What do you actually want? Because some of you, I think you feel this pressure from others, especially other business owners who are saying, oh, well, I never do blah, blah, blah. Or I would never do in my inbox. Or I, I never could- chat with clients. I never post on social. I got rid of this whole part of my blah, blah, blah. Stop it. Okay. Those things can be true for them, but that's because they prioritize them and because it was important to them. I literally could care less about all of that. If you still want to check your email, you do, you boo. I mean, okay. I mean, I don't want to help you create a system around it so you're not living in it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If you want to personally respond to clients, do, but like, let's figure something out to make it true. And don't let anyone else make you feel guilty about it. I think so many people push their, they push what boundaries have worked for them on other people because I think the heart mm-hmm. is right. Like they want to help. They want you to feel better. They see you being miserable and they're like, well, this worked for me. I think it goes back to some of the toxic stuff that's been happening for years. The miracle mm-hmm. morning and like, these people spending like four hours. I'm and if this is you, if please it do it. You, like great. I'm not saying that it's wrong, but I'm just saying there's so much out there that's telling you like mm-hmm. the only way mm-hmm. to fix your life is to like have your boundaries look like this or start your day like this or end your day like this. Like if someone had, to, if I hear one more person tell me like you need to get off your phone at least Shut. an hour before you go to bed. Fuck you. I want to scroll mm-hmm. TikTok and I don't well, care what you we say. talked about this like- oh, probably two years ago now on the podcast. We <laughs> talked about social media boundaries. And I don't know if we had a guest on or if we were just talking about it in general, but one of the things was like, you shouldn't check your phone before bed. And it's like, it's going to make you depressed. And it's going to make you, for me personally, this could be different for you. Social media isn't toxic for me. I do not have comparisonitis when I scroll Instagram for me. My mind-numbing activity in the morning is to open my phone. That's okay. I don't give a shit. It doesn't affect my day. If it affects your day, let's restructure that. 
But there's just no blanket like do this and don't do that and then you're going to have this result. Right. But I think think this takes experimentation. I think you have to be willing to let everyone else's opinions about how and where your boundaries should be. Let them all go. And then you really identify what is important to you. Like if you want to move your body more, let's figure out a way to move your body more. If you want to communicate less and have like a buffer between you and your clients, mm-hmm. let's figure out what the buffer looks like. If you want to be more involved, but you feel yeah. disconnected because you've hired people, there is a way to get reconnected with your clients that doesn't add more time yeah. to your schedule. All of these things are possible. And regardless of what they are, I want you to tell us, like send us a DM. Let's talk about it. What are the things you're still doing manually? What are the things that you don't have boundaries around, but you want to set boundaries what, around? You're just not sure how to the shuffle. thing that like any more of that thing and you're going to be burnt out or quit? What's that? Because that's the right. thing that we actually need to talk about. That's the thing. We yeah. need to start there. We have to start there. This has changed for me over yeah. the years. Like I remember, I remember one time, oh, I'm trying to think of what it was. Late 2018, I think. I like sat you down and Emily's like, what the fuck are we about to talk about? And I was like, if I don't prioritize my health, like I'm not going to be able to run this business the way you want me to run this business, the way you want me to be involved in this business. And I was like, I'm not going to take a meeting. I'm not going to take a call Mm -hmm. before 10 a.m. because I want to make time to work on my health. And I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. to make that a thing. And for an entire year, our business operated entirely differently to accommodate that thing because I wanted a boundary to be set and we held it. And I felt better than ever. We really were able to dig ourselves out of 2018 was literally horrible. (laughs) Okay. And so to bounce back, I needed to be my full self. And when I was, I know Emily can attest Mm -hmm. what that year Mm -hmm. did for us. But like now, I mean, sure, I would love to move my body more now. But like, that's not the thing I need Mm -hmm. right this minute that's going to make the biggest difference for me. And that's okay. And I think it can be moving and it can change. It's on each and every one of you to dig into yourself to find out what that boundary – that's when at the very beginning when it was like you need to establish what that boundary is because I think oftentimes we like to – because I've done – again, I've done this. I'm only saying this because I've been this person, right, of like blaming my frustration or like burnout in the business on clients or on the work we were doing or on the workload or whatever. Yeah. You pass the blame a lot yes. when your boundaries are and messy. And you have to get clear on what is the actual root of that. Is it, do we need to set up a system here to where I'm in the inbox less, where I'm in this specific phase of the project less, where this part is being handled by someone different, whatever it might be. And now I am so highly skilled in identifying like, ooh, actually this one tiny piece of this whole project if I could not do this, or if this could be done differently, I brainstorm it with Abby and I'm like, can we offload this, delegate, create a system, do something differently here? Cause this is my hang up. Boom, it's fixed in an afternoon. And that whole project all of a sudden is not dreaded. Right. Because almost always, and this takes, honestly, it takes years, I think, to figure this out. And so if you need help working through this, this is that's our why we're superpower, here. Okay? y'all. 
this is our superpower. But before, I think I'm just like so many other people. I honestly, I was a very cocky twenty <laughs> something. Like I just thought I ruled the fucking world. And anytime there was a problem, it was everyone else's problem. You know what? Most problems, like there's no reason to pass the blame. If you're feeling a certain way, it's because you mm-hmm. need to change something. And I'm not saying that other people don't have shit that affect you. Totally. They do. Absolutely. But that doesn't mean you can't change something right. about yourself or about your life or about your boundaries or about your business that accommodates the thing. And it is, it takes time. It takes skill. But if we can identify the actual driver of the uncomfortableness because it's almost always not the thing you are complaining about no like back when it was the inbox thing i just we keep going back there Mm because it's just like the easiest like example but back when it was the inbox thing emily and i would look at each other at the end of the day like what the hell did we get done yeah and there was two major problems (laughs) happening one we one we let the inbox decide what we were doing in the moment and everything was a yeah. fire in our business that was huge two emily and i pretended like we were one human who only could work on we one still have thing to catch ourselves on that too where we're like wait what the fuck are we doing yeah i'm like do we really need to do this together or can one of us just <sighs> handle it like not that we can't like report back and talk about it but like we literally don't need to sit on the phone and both be doing this thing in the, Maybe that's just an us problem. <laughs> that's just an us problem, probably. But like, but if you notice, it mm-hmm. wasn't about email. It literally yeah. had nothing to do with email. We need email to be able to communicate mm-hmm. with clients. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. But okay, step one was <laughs> saying we only checked it twice a day. Wow. Holy shit. And everything's Weird. not an emergency. I, it was like instantly better, instantly better. <laughs> and then, I mean, it took us way longer to figure out to not work on the same thing at the same time. But that, but that was, but that was also making what was happening in the inbox feel worse because, like, we were both mm-hmm. handling a fire. There was a fire yesterday. Won't get into it. There was a fire yesterday. Someone interrupted me, and I was, I had to tell them after the fact. And I was like, "P.S. That could right. have waited." Like you right. derailed my morning because you told me the thing, but I was like, Emily is heavy in this thing. And if I get her involved right now, she's not going to be pissed at me, but she's going to yeah. be pissed about her day. I was like, yeah. she can wait. I would have lost literally so, three like, hours like, of amazing work. So I told, I was like, <laughs> nobody talked to her. Nobody talked to her. <laughs> and my day sucked. Truly. It really did. And I shouldn't have been roped into something as early as I was, but whatever. But I know enough about mm-hmm. how Emily works that I made it. I made sure that at right. least one of us. Well, could and be in the same yesterday. same token, I meant to mention this earlier when you were talking about okay, hey, I need to prioritize my health and moving and whatever. There are times now when I yeah. can see that Abby's on the brink, and I'm like, hey, go take a longer lunch. Hey, literally, when we hang up this call, go walk around your house or your neighborhood. I need you to do that for me because sometimes we know what the other person needs or doesn't need so that they can show up bigger and better later. Yeah. Yeah. She has told me. She's like, come back <laughs> later. <laughs> I'll never forget. I woke up on our team meeting. And I pull up this camera. We're all on our little Zooms. And this is the show up as you are team. I don't give a shit what you look like. But there's like 
oh, you're still in your pajamas vibe. And then there's, oh, you got ready vibe. And then there's how Abby looks that day. And it was like, <laughs> did you sleep under the house tonight? What happened to you? And we literally had a fancy dinner for later that night. So like, I didn't want to be like, mm, are you going to show up like a sewer rat later tonight? our five-star dinner or are you going to fix your face? And so she multiple times was like, don't worry, don't worry. This is not, don't worry. <laughs> I will be better after lunch. I'm like, okay. And she was. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Come as a sewer rat with really me to come as a sewer day. rat and then fix yourself. It's fine. Fix yourself. No, I had to, this morning I was like, I don't want to put on makeup. I have no desire to put on makeup. If I don't put on makeup, Emily's going to think I look like that one day. <laughs> no, because you at least, like, your hair is in an actual bun today. It was like. <laughs> I know. I know. It was it's real fine. Crazy. Like, it was are real we still crazy. function fine? It's no, fine. She just took some extra self-care moments and it was fine. She handed the, we ended our day at, like, two or something. Because she was like, I need all the time to go get ready. <laughs> I did. I used every second. Because we had we early dinner because door. we have a toddler and I get ravishing hungry for dinner at 4.30. We had dinner reservations <laughs> at like 5.30 or 6 and I was already starving. She's like, I'm going to uh-huh. need a snack on uh-huh. the way I'm to dinner. some goldfish on the way. Okay, we still have one more to cover. So let's do this one. This is, this is a good one and it's going to kind of be a slight tease because our next episode is actually going to dive much deeper into this point. But we had we have oh, a story for, for you sure. that kind of revolves around this one right now. So <laughs> raise your hand and I'll know if you do. Raise your hand if you accidentally are running and building two different businesses right now. Like I feel like this is like a my name is Emily and I'm accidentally running two different businesses at the same time. You might not realize it. You might not understand how you even got there, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the line, you had something that was working, and then you had a brilliant idea because you're so smart and you have so many good ideas. And what you didn't have was a support system or realization that the thing that you already have is worth more time and more of your attention. And so we started this other thing. And now we have multiple things that we're juggling. And you're wondering, Mm -hmm. I didn't have the time and now I have less time. Yeah. I will make you feel better for a second. And I want you to know, and we fully acknowledge, we have done this multiple times. It's an easy accident. I didn't even put accident in quotes because I mean accident. For real, though, <laughs> like you can walk down this road. And the, the thing is, you know, sometimes it's like very clearly mm-hmm. a new business. Like when Emily decided <laughs> to start selling earrings, like I like that. Like that's very clearly like not at all related to Boss Project. But a lot of times, and this is more of the thing I'm talking about for Emily, the running the earring business, it's let's call it what it is. Like it's mm-hmm. for fun. Mm-hmm. It is for mm-hmm. fueling mm-hmm. creativity. It's a passion she project that not, pays for itself. Yeah. She can't put the same level yeah. of energy into it. I mean, she could, but it would absolutely yeah, affect and I want to. boss project. Anyway. Right. She doesn't want to. Okay. 
What I'm talking about, and I think the bigger issue is when you are actually running two businesses and you have not acknowledged their two businesses. Because sometimes we make a choice to start something new because there's something emotionally happening, okay? Or maybe we're going through something personally and you want to like experiment. I think experimentation is normal and okay. And like, in fact, probably necessary at some points in your business. But there are other times when you're doing it because you feel a certain way. There's this like, it's not even desperation. I think a lot of it's like influenced by and like, it pushed like on the answer us, to all the problems also- that you have. Oh, I'm not yes. reaching this goal yes. over here, but this other thing, I could see how that could help because it worked for this person and that person. Yes. Yeah. I, I think you start to, and maybe you, you don't even do it on purpose. Maybe you're like, oh, I don't necessarily need to change, but I feel like the thing that catapulted this person that's like in the same similar industry, like they started doing this thing. But here's the problem. Almost always, and a lot of times people convince themselves that these are like just new products in their lineup of products or services. If you've asked yourself, if especially if you're in a coaching program right now or learning from someone, or maybe you have like a little network of people you talk to, your little biz besties, if you've posed the question, one of two versions of this question, do you guys think I should separate these two on my website? Because the messaging seems kind of confusing. Or B, I'm thinking about starting another Instagram for this other thing over here. If you've done that, that, I'm talking to you. But even if you haven't, and then you're starting to fight with yourself about like, but they're kind of two different audiences, or I, I sell them in completely different ways. Like it literally takes different, like different systems to sell the thing. Like maybe one is like referral based and like you're doing the services and those great clients send you more great clients. But then this new thing over here, well, that means you have to have a thousand new people on your email list every month and you have to start running ads and you have to the the biggest missed opportunity that service-based business owners have or keep missing is not and and this sounds weird i just need to work on the phrasing of this but truly it's it's not milking your current offer and skill set enough it's not taking advantage enough of what you've already put out there um, it's literally what we work our clients through, where one of our students came to us recently and was like, okay, so I've made this service and it's going great. Thanks, guys. It's rocking and rolling. Now I'm ready to bring on a new stream of income. That's sometimes how it starts, right? Everyone tells me to diversify my income, so let me bring on a new stream of income. And it was a great idea. That's not the problem. The ideas are not bad. But we literally said, great idea. Slow your roll. Put it on the back burner for a second. Go back to this original offer and perfect it. There's this you could do differently. There's this you could do differently. Here's all the iterations of what this thing that's already working could do to serve you that you haven't even explored yet. And so she literally, and I'm quoting here, she goes, I think that that was the number one most valuable piece of information I'd gotten from them. Doubling down on what's already working will change your entire life because- the going in 75 directions, they, it can feel fun, Mm -hmm. but it's exhausting. And it takes so much of your time and you will wake up one day and realize 
I'm running mm-hmm. multiple businesses. They take entirely different systems. It takes entirely different thoughts. It takes entirely yeah. like stop. Because literally what happened with this client was she was selling a service to a specific group of people. But when we honed her focus back into, nope, perfect that service. There's more you could do with it. She realized all of a sudden she could sell it to a different industry, same product, same service, same everything, just to a different type of client and started having 5K clients. Fortune 500 500 companies. That literally wouldn't have had the space to even happen if she was just like, okay, I'm going to put it on maintenance mode and make something else. So (laughs) the real reason, I'm going to hone in on this and then we're going to move on because we're going to spend like literally the whole next episode talking about this. But the thing here is often people stop when it starts working because they don't think it can get better. Like they don't even recognize that like traction is actually a sign to dig in instead of Mm -hmm. move on. And if you are seeing results, let's figure out how to get more of those more often or charge more and work more intentionally around the thing that's already working. I have so much more to say, and I really want to talk to you about these things. So if any of this resonated with you, please send us a DM. I want to hear about what are the things that you're doing manually or repetitively? What are the actual boundaries that you have yet to set? Or maybe you're just identifying what ones that are a little messy that you need to work on. And if you need to confess that you are trying to run multiple businesses out of the same business at the same time, we need to talk. And you also Mm -hmm. need to apply. You're going to send us a DM and you're going to apply for the invitation to our private training on how to double your income working less than 20 hours a week. You're going to go to bossproject.com slash incubator. Let us know you applied. I can't wait to talk to you more about it. And I can't wait to see you in the training. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.